This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a new Media Week podcast. We are looking at the uh, the season four of Australian Crime Stories. I'm being joined today by the executive producers, Jerry Coy and Brian Cockerell. And uh, look, some fascinating stuff. The, episode four is called Killing Florence. It's about a, uh, in 1977, a famous fashion designer, Florence Broadhurst. Now, Jerry Coy, what happened to poor Florence? Well, Florence was found murdered in her factory in Paddington um, in 1977, as you said, and it's still a cold case. So, I mean, Florence was a wallpaper designer and um, she reinvented herself many times and I've always been a fan of her work and of the, very interested in this story. Actually, my uncle was one of the many police that arrived there on the morning. He was at Paddington Police Station, yeah. along with the first um, to arrive on the day, who we interviewed for the episode. Um, and you've got some great footage of these guys rocking up in their Falcon from 1977 or whatever. Absolutely, and, uh, on the Sunday morning to Walking find, in. Yeah. Now, now you've got a connection physically to this case well, yes. too. Just give we, us some insight here because I think I've actually interviewed you in a former office of yours. Exactly. And, and uh, it was, tell us about that. Well, we um, our office was opposite where the factory was in the 70s. It's now a row of townhouses. We went down there to film the overlay and some pieces to camera but yeah so we lived for seven years opposite where did you know at the time when you lived there about florence used to be across the road and was murdered oh yeah and there were so many rumors from them (laughs) yeah and the the neighbors had all the different stories and then as we started researching we discovered that the person who phoned to say that the door was open and the lights were still on so rang paddington police at that morning lived in the house that was our home office so the connection was unbelievable. You know, 25 Ralston Street was mm. right opposite the door where Florence's door was. So we've, we've felt an extraordinary connection to this story. And, uh, and because it is unsolved, there, there just have been so many stories and, and, and theories about it. Because, you know, from our neighbours saying things like, oh, we've heard that Florence's head is, was buried underneath the building and, you know, and all these kind of stories. But mm. we take it back to the very first moments and that's where the police case goes wrong because the first policeman that attended the scene was never formally interviewed about what he saw and and so consequently all investigations following that have sort of headed off in possibly the wrong direction. But Jerry, you did find him and righted the wrong, didn't you? Is it Tony Russell? Yes. You found the copper and you interviewed him. Yes, we did. And he said to us that, you know, no one ever interviewed him. Um, He was never able to give his version of events, what he found on that morning. He was, um, it was his first day on the job at Paddington Police Station and he was completely overwhelmed by finding Florence's body. Um, So they kind of shipped him out of the factory and said, just go outside and gather yourself and get some fresh air. And then other police, more experienced, moved in and took over the investigation. So, no, Tony was never asked what he saw that day. Now, tell me too, you you linger quite... um few times on the the i think it's the reconstruction image of her body where they found her in the mm. in yes. the bathroom yes now where did did you make that up or where did that yeah come we from? did because the the interesting of of because that's what's crucial to the story is the fact that it was never recorded that 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 florence was behind 
was dead behind the toilet door. Mm -hmm. So it was crucial, the fact that Tony had to shove the toilet door, which meant that the body was moved. So wherever, what Tony sees is not where Florence actually was. And that's absolutely crucial because a lot of the supposition about how Florence was murdered and what happened to her is based on descriptions of where Florence was, but not from Tony's description. So, which has led a long time down the line that perhaps Florence was killed by the serial killer, John Wayne Glover. Right, which crops up a little later in the episode, doesn't mm. it? The, um, um, the granny killer from, I guess, what, Mossman? And, yep. uh, yeah. That sort of lower North Shore, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Um, now, the, um, w- one of the interviews during the show is with um, is, um, Helen O'Neill, the biographer of, um, of uh, Florence Broadhurst. Now, she seems to know a lot about her. Um, how did you track down her? And she wrote a book, I guess, about did. Florence, did she? Yeah, Which biography. was published after her death or uh, Yes, before? yes, indeed. Yeah. So yeah. she's just very well versed and did a lot of research and is great talent, as you can tell. So she's very passionate about Florence's work as well. Um, so, yeah, she was a great talent, great talent to bring the story through and really give us a feel for, for who Florence was. And as I said, Florence reinvented herself so many times that's, over her that's lifetime. That's so important to the story. And that's also why there are so many rumours about, about what happened to Florence. Because this was a... Sorry. <laughs> one of the, the, the wonderful things of this story is, is Florence was so great at reinvention that, of course, each reinvention of her from, from being really just a country girl from country Queensland, but then mm. reinvents herself, you know, more times than, I don't know, well, She I don't goes know to who. China. Yeah, She goes exactly. to London. I mean, she's in Paris and then makes her way back eventually. Back I mean, she's the, she's the Madonna of the early 20, you know, the <laughs> yeah. early 20th century. But she but was quite old when she died? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in her 70s. 70s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And what was the actual cause of death? Um, she was... She wasn't uh, shot, was she? No, no, no. no. She, she was, was bludgeoned with... Bludgeoned. Um, yeah. With what we think was a, a, a one of the, the paint mixer sticks from the from the factory. Ooh, gruesome, isn't it? He was pretty gruesome. Um, now you tracked down her son, who was actually um, a suspect at one stage, but mm. police thought he might have done it. Yeah. yeah. Well, they had had an argument the day before, right? Because he was very concerned that someone was stealing money from her, and she had discussed that with him, and he was giving her direction on what she needed to do to ensure that staff wouldn't continue. I mean, there was someone in the factory. Um, So, and Florence couldn't be told. I mean, he lets us know in no uncertain terms that she was a very difficult woman. She wasn't the most loving mother. Um, So it was wonderful to get his version of his childhood. The the poor kid gets sent to a boarding school three miles from where the family live. And he doesn't go home on weekends or or long weekends. No. No. It's a tragedy. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a pretty hard life. Um, but he's, he's wonderful because, you know, he gave us such a great insight on her and is so passionate about... He is so driven to, to try and get some justice for her before, before he goes. Mm. Um, he's getting quite elderly. He's in his early and 80s. Yeah. And, oh, is he? You know, wow. Yeah. But yeah. He's, he's holding together well. Yeah. Now, that was, it looked like it was shot in... Her old studios, but they're not there anymore. So where did you film that interview? Well, Signature Prints, who um, had the licence for her designs for a very, very long time, we um, went there and filmed the interview with Robert and Adam and 
So, yeah, we went over to their um, okay. factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Now, Steve Barrett also crops up in this one, a sort yep. of a very famous uh, crime reporter in, in uh, Sydney, so it's great seeing him back on screen. You'll see Absolutely. him in another episode Yeah, well. he, he pops <laughs> up in a couple of great stories. Okay. But, he, yeah, he's one of the... the, the he's was very much across the, the granny killer murders and gives us the, um, the fascinating sort of story of how that all... Um, uh, of what Glover's connection to Florence... Right. Okay. Okay. Um, and um, now, is it Dennis O'Toole, yes. a, um, an investigator who worked on the Granny Killer case? Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Well, he he was he is absolutely certain that uh, Florence Florence was killed by by Glover. He was absolutely certain until we were able to reveal to him. Spoiler that, alert, darling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He was, yes. Anyway, over to you. Yeah, there's a great revelation in this um, in this story. Yeah, um, about how you know perhaps from from what we've what we've discovered that um, Dennis O'Toole might have been you know barking up the wrong tree for over thirty years. Right. Okay. Okay. Mm. And uh, now you mentioned you've had a family connection to the case, but so does Adam Shand, your host. Yes. Yeah, his father. Um, in his father was a psychologist and yes. interviewed psychiatrist. Psychiatrist, that's right, and um, interviewed John Wayne Glover. Yeah, yep, yep, uh, fascinating. All right, so it's yeah, great stuff. Is um, it's really intriguing that whole um, that Florence Broadhurst story. Um, even just hearing about her background is amazing, and then you know finding out and eventually gets she gets murdered in her seventies after this incredible life, and it's a case that's never really been solved. So, uh, yeah, brilliant work. So, look, that's our uh, podcast on Australian crime stories, episode four. Catch it on the Nine Network on Wednesday nights. And if you miss it there, it's uh, sitting on Nine now waiting for you.